0: Action. You're in the helicopter, it's loud, you got your fins on, your wetsuit, mask, snorkel, ready to go, and then you jump.
1: Danger. You can hear the ice hissing and cracking all around you. Adventure.
0: When you cross the equator, you have to ask King Neptune's permission to become a shellback. You're listening to Sea Story.
2: Episode 55, Doc. Part 1.
0: My name is H1 Miller. When I say H1, that means hospital corpsman first class. Being a hospital corpsman, you're essentially responsible for all elements of the health and welfare of the marine brethren that you're stationed with. So you can do anything from routine immunizations, doing sick call, maintaining team health, and then obviously on the battlefield running trauma for your teammates and uh, wounded partner forces. Out in the field, that's where the adrenaline kicks in. Dirty, hands and knees, in the mud, medicine. That's what we live for. I joined in 07, and that was right after watching Fallujah on the news. Every night there's more names on the TV for guys that had passed away. It just felt like if I could do something to make there be less names, then I should do that. For our training that we go through, we have a 12-month medical course that's out in Fort Bragg where we go through with uh, members of the Army Special Forces, some Navy SEALs, Army Rangers as well, and that's where we get our a lot of hands-on medical training. We do quite a bit of clinical rotations, and we also do a lot of hands and knees on the dirt, running trauma drills. The teams are small, so there's a lot to do, so everyone falls in on everyone else's job. I can't do my job alone. In Afghanistan, it was 2012. We took a casualty, and it was a local who had uh, triggered an ID, About 40 years old, his 12-year-old son and uh, his brother. The brother was in good shape, but his son had some scratches, and the man who actually triggered the ID had lost both legs, one above the knee, one below the knee, and he'd been peppered pretty good with shrapnel. So I was busy with that and also managing uh, his son. Scared out of his mind, yelling and screaming. One of the guys on the team, he was actually our EOD tech, stepped in and just started going to town. I was able to to take a step off my patient and tell him what to do. He was applying tourniquets, doing full blood sweep on his own, and he did everything up until he tried to initiate intravenous fluids. He patched up all the wounds, he addressed breathing, and he did everything that allowed me to take a step back and call it out on the radio to get a helicopter in. And if I hadn't had him there to just step in and help out, it would have been quickly overwhelming. He's probably alive because I took the time to train him and he took the time to learn it and enact it. The rubber meets the road when all the things that you learn in the schoolhouse and all the things that you do and all the hands-on drills and the late-night studying comes into play when you do it for real. When you're on your knees working on a casualty who's actually injured as opposed to a training mannequin and you realize you had all these answers that you didn't necessarily know that you knew and then it becomes very tangible when you save someone's life with it. The best trait a corpsman can have, I would say, is humility to have an open mind to be able to learn from people, to be able to learn from people that are junior to you in rank, junior to you in service, and to be able to uh, learn from your own mistakes. No one can do everything by themselves. Everyone needs everyone else all the time, and so it makes you give as much as you have.
2: Part Two. Hi, my name's Mike Diaz. I'm a hospital corpsman, third class in the United States Navy. I'm from Palm Bay, Florida, and this is my sea story. I was uh, going for my EMT, and uh, a couple of the EMT guys that I've talked to were retired corpsmen. They told me some of their stories and uh, the history behind being a corpsman. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Everybody had such a high respect for Doc. You know, Doc was the guy to go to for anything. And uh, so I talked to a Navy recruiter, and uh, at first the rate was kind of locked out. said, so let's hope you get it. And I was so set on being a corpsman. I said, it was either Navy corpsman or you don't get me. I waited a couple of months, and off to boot camp I went. It was a different breed of corpsman back then. PT almost every day. We ran to the beach. We got sandy. The blizzard's happened. We donned our ski mask. We put our sweatpants and everything else on it. We just went for runs for miles. Singing cadences, the whole pain is weakness, leaving the body kind of a thing, it was great. We went from doing everything that we were supposed to know in the hospital to how we would react in a combative environment. Providing aid under fire maneuver to your very basic how to sterilize water, building latrines for guys. Everything that the Marines had to go through, the rifle ranges, hikes, Everything that they had here in Jira, we pretty much went through a washdown version of that. We are a well-rounded community. We don't just focus on one aspect of the medical field. We focus on everything. Pretty much anything you can think of, we can do. I left to go to Helmand Province, Afghanistan, as a medical advisor to the Afghan army. It was dusty, hot. Some days it would be 120, 130 on a cold day depending on what time of the year it was that we'd get into the negatives in the certain areas that we would be in. I moved around Hellman Province a lot. The ANA, they were great patriots to their country. A lot of them were eager to learn. Some of them were really, really smart. One of them, he really impressed me when he knew how to provide a uh, needle thoracentesis to one of the patients that we've had. That's how you relieve some of the pressure within the chest area to help the lung expand. We taught them emergency medicine to basic hygiene, brushing your teeth, changing your socks, staying hydrated, making sure your guys are staying hydrated, making sure that they're actually practicing good hygiene themselves. All the time we're being a lot like MacGyver in the medical field, we have to make do with what we have. You don't have a tourniquet, you make something. The biggest challenge for us while we were there was trying to come up with an evacuation plan or a casualty evacuation plan for the Afghan army. And doing that, we uh, save well over 10,000 Afghan soldiers' lives. Doc doesn't seem like he does a lot, but he sees a lot. What we do as corpsmen now, it's like being a part of a family. There's always something bad, there's always something good. You fight over the dumbest things. But at the end of the day, you got a brother. To my boys, yeah, I love them.
1: Part 3. My name is Lawrence Lopez. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. And this is my C story. I worked on the outside for 10 years as a physician assistant. And then I came back in 2008. And the reason why I came back in wasn't for the money, right? I was making really good money on the outside. The reason why I came back in was to deploy. I wanted to help. I was healthy enough. I was fit enough. I felt competent enough. I felt like I could, no kidding, help somebody. So I came in, I deployed to Afghanistan. 2010, that was one of the most hostile years of the Afghan war. When you're deployed in a forward-deployed environment, you're out there and you're serving side by side, basically. You know, irregardless of what's going on in politics, you're there with the guy you're left to your right. That is the most memorable time you're gonna have. I was 35, so I was a little bit older than some of the other guys. I ran 60-plus missions outside the wire. When you leave the wire and you're out there, you just don't know. It can be scary, but that's when you find out what you're going to do. Because until that time, you don't know. 20 feet in front of us, uh, MRAP blew up. Two guys had a concussion we had a medevac one other one everything just kind of goes quiet as that's happening i'm just listening first and foremost is making sure that we're not getting fired at we're not getting shot at once that happened i'm the first one out to take care of those that are hurt and that's the job of the corpsman get there to where they're hurt take care of them find out what's going on and then just proceed from there you have your med bag every person has their ifac on them that individual first aid kit in this particular situation, there was no need for that. We just needed a couple of stretchers. If you have a talent or a skill that you can offer that can help the guy or the woman to your left and to your right, then you need to. I mean, we're all afraid. It's normal to be afraid, but being afraid doesn't mean that you're not brave. After you admit that and you're honest about that, then what comes after that, I think is bravery.
2: coming next.
1: The first time you don't even fly, you just
0: learn how to drive to get to the runway. And I could see all my friends trying to drive also,
1: and it looked like a bunch of chickens. Sea stories brought to you by America's Navy. Learn more at Navy.com.